down to the championship finale, Sam and I take a look at the championship runnings ahead of the final weekend of Brands Hatch. Hello and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. Uh, we're coming to you this week in between rounds and going towards the final round of the season. So we thought we'd give you a little bit of uh, a roundup of the championship so far see which drivers are still in the running towards their own championships be that Jack Sears, the Independence, the driver's title and also the team's championships and uh, yeah we'll give you a little rundown and see see how people are looking. Absolutely, uh, at the time of recording we are due to go into a nationwide lockdown from Thursday, the uh, current thought is that the Elite sport in the UK will still be allowed to continue. The British touring cars, of course, being classed as elite sport, hence we have not had any spectators throughout the year. So as things stand, we are continuing. However, you might listen to this on Friday morning and it'd be a complete waste of everybody's time. So we'll just have to see how that goes. <laughs> Should we wait to release it? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, okay. Give something to listen to and just speculate. We like a good speculation. Yes, we do. We so. do. Um, so, yeah, on the back of that, we're hoping that it does go down to the wire and Colin Turkington doesn't just wander off with his fifth driver's title. Um, but I think, first of all, we should have a look at one of the... the Championships that doesn't get looked at too often, and that's the uh, the Jack Sears Trophy. Yeah, so as you say, the Jack Sears it doesn't quite get the love I think it deserves. I know there's a lot to cover on race mm. day. Don't get me wrong, and you know you don't cover Burnley versus West Brom when there's Liverpool Man United going on for yeah. argument's sake. But I mean. The Jack Sears Trophy is a competition for any driver who's not scored a podium in their BTC career. So mm. it doesn't matter how long ago you scored it. If you've not raced for 15 years but had that podium, you're not eligible for the Jack Sears. It's only for drivers who have never scored a BTC podium. Uh, and as such, you get some quite strong names. I mean, Dan Kamish obviously won it a few years ago by virtue of his debut mm. season. Um, but this year, you've not had that driver in a new team so much. I mean, Oliphant, uh, when he first came in, the Mercedes was in that category. He wasn't in there for... They wasn't there for last year because he hadn't had a mm. hadn't had a was. yeah hadn't had a uh, podium with the Mercedes before, but this year you'd say it's probably the the fairest you know there's no the closest big team in closest there, there. knit yeah. yeah there's no big team in there as such yeah the the drivers that are in it this year are very much the drivers that we see fighting just to get into the points normally yeah um, and if they're lucky just inside the top ten. Um, but they still get the points based on where they finish in relation to the other drivers in that championship. So you may be finishing 14th, but if you're at the front of the Jack Sears, you get that full 20 points for effectively the win. Yeah, it's called the Jack Sears win, uh, and then there is actually a trophy presentation at the end of each race where Mm -hmm. the winning Jack Sears driver gets given the winning Jack Sears trophy. It all works very well, but you don't tend to see this very much on the telly. You sometimes pick it up on the social medias and you uh, look at it and think, why has he got the trophy in his hand for? I don't know if Michael Kreese winning the race. Yeah, we, we don't tend to see too many of the podium celebrations either, no, that's do true. we? That's true. Um, which I think would give a little more coverage to it and people might be able to keep up with it a little more, seeing who has at least won it for that race or for the whole day. The problem is that you, know, you have the next race that's yeah. been covered. All the support series uh, want in their, their TV fame and that's understandable. 
Yeah, no, I don't see why you could have a little window in the bottom corner of the trophy presentations yeah. in, in this in this day and age. I don't see why that's not possible. But anyway, the Jack series has been uh, as you know, entertaining as ever this season. Um, big name drivers in their fields. You've got Michael Kreese in there, Carl Borgley, Bobby Thompson, uh, sort of the big three standouts, and Sam Osborne uh, in probably the best car on paper. Yeah. Arguable, maybe the FK8 of Kreese, maybe, yeah. but... yeah. Um, and of course you have all of the uh, guest drivers who have not driven in the BTC before or haven't scored a podium sorry in the BTC before so Mike Bushell's in there um, we've had what every one of the hard drivers except Tom Onzo Cole who has got a podium to his yep. name um, probably off the top of my head BMW with, I yeah, think or I was going to say Vauxhall. no I was going to say Aon when he came to the Fords oh, maybe yeah. Possibly. Well, even maybe because he had the CC at the start as well, didn't he? Maybe he yeah. picked him up in the early days of the CC. He, he's, anyway. been in, he's been in so many cars throughout it, yeah. He's, he's definitely scored one anyway because he's not part of the championship. There are 16 drivers in it currently, and obviously, if we go into the final round, um, Phil Pot, who will come on to in the preview episode, will be also included in this championship. But as we look at it now, there are five drivers that are within contention. Um, to go on and possibly take the win in the Jack Sears Trophy. Uh, currently at the top we have Michael Kreese on 303 points, followed by Carl Bordley on 292. Bobby Thompson is another 12 points back on 280. Uh, further two points behind him is Sam Osborne, and just in contention is Jack Boutel, although he is 59 points behind Michael Kreese. Yeah, it's quite remarkable Kreese is at the top of that because he's had seven non-point scoring finishes in a row this season, yeah. which is remarkable. See, Kreese has um, rather benefited, I think it's fair to say, from having no Bobby Thompson at the last event. Um, yeah. But he did capitalise well at the event. You know, you've got to say you know, he took three point scoring positions uh, at Snetterton Kreese and made mm. the most of not having Bobby there. Um, you say that there's five people in contention. Mathematically, yes, you. I think you're right, but I think... Realistically, there's only three drivers in contention for this weekend. Yeah, th- three, possibly four in the points, but we know how poor that Sam Osborne has been this season and the unreliability that that car has had. If it's not the car, it's him. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, certainly the consistent drivers at the top are Crees, Bordley and Thompson. And those are one of the three you'd have probably put money on at the start of the season of winning this. I think yeah. I might have said Gornell as an outside shout, um, but I think if you looked at the start of the season, those would be the three... Most people would have put their money on to, to, to take the Jack Sears trophy. Yeah, I think I had Crees at the start of the season, so it's looking good at the moment for me. Obviously, Bordley was aiming for the Jack Sears when we spoke to him. God, that seems so long ago now. I know it? it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so it just happened since. And and he could quite easily still do it. Oh, if, yes. Yeah, if yeah. he has an excellent weekend at Brands, he's not too far behind. No. Um, and we know that sometimes Crees can have an off weekend. We also know that car goes well at Brands. Stephen Jelly. Last yep. year in the same car, a 7th, a 6th and a 3rd yep. uh, in the opening weekend. So we know the car copes with Brandsash. Um, so that could be quite an interestingly close battle. Bobby Thompson, of course, has had some really good finishes at Brands himself. So The weather could play a massive part as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and which driver can adapt to the conditions if they are going to be changeable. Obviously, we're still, what, two weeks off at the moment. Um, so it will be interesting to see how teams prepare yep. um, obviously we, we assume that Bobby Thompson will be fit to race he did some racing this weekend with uh, Edwards and Cook I saw on Instagram so yeah, yeah he should be able to race um, which, which will be good for that, that championship challenge mm-hmm. um, so yeah Bobby last year got a 6th a 13th and a 15th for Brands I know it was in the CC but mm. um, 
promising. That's respectable in the CC. Yeah, promising, promising. Yeah. Um, Bordley had a non-contested 25th in retirement, but again, that was in the CC. So it's, yeah. Start of the season as well, it, it's going to be really difficult to judge the brand's weekend yeah, for so. drivers because we, we're used to having it at the start and we're going into it being the, the shorter track, the final round of the season, and we know that anything can happen at the final round of the season, don't we? Absolutely, absolutely. But we'll save mo- all more of the brand's stuff for the brand's preview. Yep. So I think that probably wraps up the Jaxes. Apart from, if I was to give you a free bet, all odds are even. Uh, if you or cash, if you win, you get the money from me. The same money is the same sum. Yep. I'm describing this horrendously, but it's because mathematics. If you get the right driver, I'll give you 50 quid. That's simplified, right? There we go. Which of the drivers are you going to put the money on? Uh, for me, in this position, it'd be Crease. I think that, that car is solid enough to score him enough points to... Do you? Yeah, over the other two. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going partly on what happened at the Brands at the start of the year, where none of the FK8s wanted to work at all. I know it was hot. Because it was was... scorching. Yes, I know, but they didn't want to work. (laughs) They really wanted to work all season. I'm not... I mean, Chilton, my title tip is, you know... Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Cook's not been particularly... I don't know. I I think that's a bold claim. I'd go boredly. That's my money on. I'm going boredly. Okay. For the Jack Sears, yeah. I think the BMW will work well. Um... I think that obviously Team Hard might have slightly more resource to put his way. Um, he will probably be priority this weekend. Yeah, I, I think can Kreese will that. be priority, and the uh, BTC could look to try and well, they could try and move up the teams. They've still move up the teams championship. They, yeah. So, but effectively, he's in his own team, supported by BTC, isn't he? Yeah, but then Board is his own team, supported by Hard to a degree. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think that Hard have got a chance there to win something. Yeah, I think he'll be the priority for them this weekend. Okay. Well, we'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but there are more championships there than are. that. And uh, next, I think we should move on to the independent teams. Let's do it. Moving on to the independent teams championship now. Uh, obviously, last year it was won by RCIB, Auto Raid, and that lot in that Honda FK2. Obviously, piloted by Rory Butcher and Sam Tordoff and Mike Bushell and they did extremely well last year very um, much so surprise package of last year yeah. well outperformed the expectation that they had upon them um, and I suppose at the moment we've probably got another team leading this championship that has well outperformed the ex- expectation at the start of the season and that is Laser Tools Racing it is um, You well half of the uh of the team is outperforming expectations. We we were not expecting Sutton to be that quick from the start of the season, were we? No, no. <laughs> but I think it's also fair to say on the on the other hand that Moffat has been last weekend and uh, not kill aside a little bit disappointing. Yeah. In his yeah, yeah. in his first full season in the car. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Um, it is Laser Tools Racing at the top of the tree, uh, of a nice twenty four point gap over Motorbase Performance, who is obviously led by Butcher and Jackson. And neat to a lesser extent. Yeah. And BTC racing uh, with uh, 334 points. So they are maths. Is there much more 60 points back. Not impossible to close the gap, not but very unlikely. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to have to be a very good weekend from them. And considering we have um, Sutton in the title fight for the main championship at Lays at all. That might play into their hands. <laughs> well, quite possibly. Um, but we're expecting him to do well yeah. and therefore drag that team probably through to victory in this championship. A 24 point lead is a decent lead. 
Um, but considering Motorbase have been there for years in the BTCC. Yeah, a lot longer than you think. Yeah, and so have BTC Racing. And last yeah. year we thought this was their year to go and win the independence, and they had a really good close battle with RCIB Insurance, and then they just fell short, didn't they? That, in my view, might be one of the reasons Smiley ended up losing seats yeah. there as well. Um, but that's that's pure speculation. Yeah, I mean, I think laser tools are, yeah, that you want that kind of buffer. Mm. You want to be leading the pack rather than chasing the pack. Motorbase, I mean, they went well here at the start of the season on the longer circuit. Um, what let them down was, I think, learning the car. How Setups. It, yeah. Yeah. Which is not too unsurprising given that it was the early infancy of the car and they've gone from strength to strength from there. They just went a little too aggressive at the start of the season and as you say they were still learning the car uh, only being the second round of the season. Um, But I think they've learnt that car now um, and they could run laser tools really quite close if Ollie Jackson is going to have another weekend like he did at Snetterton. Yeah, I mean, Ollie already at the start of this year, Brands had a third or fifth, and then obviously the retirement in the final race, um, where he was in contention for another podium at that point. So, you know, I think they're going to be really strong here. They look strong earlier in the season. I don't see why they wouldn't be strong here now. They were very strong in the first part of the track section as well, which is the bit we're going to be racing. Um, Ollie Jackson really looks a different driver having got that first win under his belt yeah, and to be honest he would have got one at Brands Hatch at the start of the season had there yeah. not been a, a problem with the car because he was ex- he was mega that weekend yeah he was um, so I, I think that they are probably slightly stronger because I don't think Moffat will go well here no. um, just doesn't I don't know I'm not even convinced Sutton's going to go well here in the Infinity there, there aren't too many traction zones yes it's a power circuit because there aren't that many corners but also there aren't that many traction zones for the real wheel drive car um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a close run thing. Personally, I think it is just down to the top two teams, although yeah, mathematically the, the top three are still in it. Uh, a couple of teams of note in this championship, though. Accelerate Motorsport, they're in fifth ahead of MB Motorsport, who were RCIB last season. Yeah. I think that's an incredible ach- achievement for them to bring in two brand new cars with two brand new drivers, obviously not to the championship, but to the team, and be able to push that car to where it has been consistently for most of the season and we haven't seen too many reliability problems outside no, the first round at Donington no, no, you're absolutely right you're absolutely right I think also a, a big mention needs to go to Carlu Triple R racing Maxwell's because you know, <laughs> you've got a brand new driver in Boutel who's yeah. not done terribly nope. solid if not spectacular Morgan who we know just can wring the neck out of that car yeah. but it is a car with obvious limitations now I think now Hard. I've got rid of the CC. It'll be the oldest car on the grid. Uh, I think. I'm, yeah, it I could it be is. actually. I think it is. Yeah. Um, and Morgan is still. Get, I mean, to get into the top ten shootout, Donington. Yeah. Uh, he's taken a win in that car this year. He's taken a couple of podiums in that car. I mean, we we did worry going into this weekend, uh, this this season. Sorry, that without a established secondary driver. Mm. Um, obviously, we had Row Bottom last year. Not established, but more experienced, you'd argue, in that kind of tin-top racing than Butel. Yeah, and he'd been around the championship in the support yeah, series. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the fact that they... I mean, I don't think they're in contention, but the fact that they are going to potentially get a top-four finish... Yeah. And if you look at it, they would have been beaten by teams you'd have probably expect them to be beaten by. Oh, most definitely. But they've also beaten a couple of teams that we thought they might be beaten by. I mean, yeah, if they can stay ahead of MB Motorsport by Blue Square, yeah, that's an achievement you consider the how good I mean they're running the cars that won the championship last year in yeah, this yeah. category so yeah. 
anyone who could beat that is a good yardstick. Albeit you uh, put the caveat in about the Swindon engines blowing up on Jake Hill <laughs> every time and Sam Osborne not quite getting up to speed in the car. Yeah. Um, but I think that covers the teams. I mean, uh, the same bets on the table, but if you were to get it, you'd go for... I mean, it's a safe one, isn't it? It's laser tools, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than it is now. Um, I think there might be less than 10 points in it by the end. See, I'm going to go motor base. Okay. I think they're going to do it on the basis on the basis that Ash will mess his weekend up and self-sabotage in the way that <laughs> Ash does a lot. Yeah. Um, I can just see him. I, I, I can see it being the absolute the tin hat for um, well top hat sorry for Sutton this weekend where he takes out Moffat trying to get through or ju- <laughs> just that kind of thing yeah. it, you know so on that basis I think that Motorbase might just turn it around and also the fact that I expect both Jackson and Butcher to score well and probably get a, one of them to get at least one win this weekend or okay. the coming weekend so yeah yeah. although I think you're right the Lays Talk is the more sensible option yeah I, I tend to stay sensible I, I like the I like the gamble <laughs> Uh, should we do look at the teams next? Because independent drivers has been effectively won by Ash Sutton. Yeah. Um, I think there is a there, ma- there, there maximal is, chance, isn't there? That there's a sixty point gap from him to Butcher. Yeah. However, there are only sixty points left on the table, and then it comes down to race results. And, and I think Sutton is a, in oh, a far, far superior position over Butcher. Um, so. After race one at Brands, it should be one for Sutton. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take an incredible swing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ash can even not attend, and Butcher's still got to win all, all three races. All three, yeah. So, I mean, real top, top all three independents. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, realistically, I think it's safe to say Sutton's won that one. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll move on to the teams then, shall we? Yeah, we shall do. So the team's championship then, so every team that has entered the touring cars in the 2020 season uh, is eligible to score points in this category. Uh, and unsurprisingly, Team BMW lead from Halford Jurassic Racing. That is sort of the top two uh, who've been fighting out for the last couple of years, really. Yeah. Uh, BMW lead fairly convincingly from Halford Jurassic. Yeah, it's a, sp- a fairly substantial lead. Um, obviously, two drivers for each team scoring points. There, There's a substantial amount of points left, however... I think the gap is just a little too big now. Yeah, the main reason for that is that Turkish and Cambridge have been fairly nip and tuck, but then you then got the big point scoring gaps between Oliphant and Neil this year. Oliphant yeah. has really stepped up a gear this season. Yeah, um, and Neil struggled very much in the early season to get many points on the board. Obviously, yeah. he's come into a little bit more form towards the end, um, but I don't think that's going to be enough to overturn it at the final weekend of Brands. No, and obviously Oliphant has added a race win to his repertoire this year. At the moment, Neil hasn't scored a race win. And even though that Neil has had a, a fair few podiums along the way, uh, just look at this thing, he's almost pretty much matched uh, Oliphant's podiums. It's the bits in between yeah. uh, that, that's been the problem for Matt Neil. Yeah, this there, year. there have been far, far too many times where he's finished at the bottom end of the points yeah. um, and not, not really capitalised and pushed forward. Um, a couple of teams of note in this. Uh, obviously, Tom Ingram for Toyota Gazoo Racing is in sixth, but on his own, he scored 267 points. Yeah. Um, which, for a single car team, is pretty impressive. The next single car team is down in tenth, and that's obviously Stephen Jelly for Team Parker Racing, who's only scored 72. So that we know that Ingram is still just about in the title fight, and the amount of points that he scores for that team on his own is 
excellent, really. It is. Um, and it, it makes you question how well could that team do with an extra car, an extra, extra decent driver. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think that you know, the, this is a championship that is also wrapped up for me. Yes. I, I don't plan to spend too much time on this because last year, Halford Uassa pipped BMW to the post fairly convincingly in the end. Mm. This year, I think BMW. I, I can't see how that swings. We've got, no. you know, that's a sixty odd point gap. Yeah, with with both obviously Turkington and Camish looking to get consistent results this weekend in the actual drivers' title fight, then it's down to Wallaf and, and Neil. We know Neil is a good backup driver coming into a final weekend to push his uh, title. Uh, Compatriot, yes, compatriot in his own team along, but I don't think it will be enough, and I think Oliphant will score some decent points because we know that the BMW is fairly consistent around brands as well. One other thing to note, I think, for move off this is that every team has scored a point this year, which is quite yes. nice. You know, yeah, uh, including Rocket Racing with Team Hard, which is Nick Hamilton's. Uh, uh, what's the word? Division, division of yes. uh, Team Hard yep. Racing. Um, Palmax quite surprised they've got 13 only 3 behind RCIB with Fox Transport which is Goff and whoever happens to be filling the seat uh, next to him for that weekend um, I'm still waiting for the call Tony so if you want to give us a shout um, that's quite surprising I mean you were quite shocked then that that's that's yeah. that though that the, the two Two, effectively a two-car team in hard for those two Volkswagens is sitting behind the, the single BMW that Bordley is running. Yeah, um, and, only, and only three points clear of a car in Powermax Racing that's had rookies for the most part of the year. Okay, And missed a couple of rounds. And missed a couple of rounds, yeah. yeah. And the only sort of recognised front-end runner has been Rob Austin. Yeah. Because Bushel didn't really score any points. No, I don't put him as a front-end running driver no. um, from his limited time in the touring cars, so... Um, slightly surprised to see that GKR uh, trade price in the Audi are behind Jelly. Are you? A little, yes. Considering how well Thompson is doing in his Jack Sears Championship, yes, I know Gornall hasn't been up to the the standard of Thompson towards the end of the year, and obviously he's missed out at the for the final two rounds. But I would expect those to be above them. You said, but Jelly's. I mean, yeah, we like to knock Jelly. But he's had a fairly consistent season. <laughs> Do you remember the grades we've given him this season? <laughs> he yeah. has the most varied grades of anyone, does, I think. But if you look at the results just on paper, take away the performance and what could yeah, have been yeah. on those weekends, he's had a fairly good season. And he's had his podium in there as well. So, I yep. mean, you know, that, that, I think that's what sets it apart, isn't it? He's had the podium in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're both going for Team BMW for the teams. It's not even a question, is it? I can't, no. I, I can't see how that swing happens unless no dip BMW can test the last round of the season. Yeah. But shall we get on to the manufacturers? Yep. Um, Work our way up to the drivers to keep you interested. Yeah. Moving into the smallest championship that we have running in the touring cars, uh, and that is the manufacturer's constructor standings. Obviously, we have three on the grid. We have the two cars at BMW, the two cars at Honda, and the single car of um, Tom Ingram for Toyota. Yeah, it's a shame. Last year, we had five manufacturers on the grid. The ones you just mentioned, along with Vauxhall and uh, Subaru, need to see more manufacturers on the grid. It's I, I'm surprised that Hyundai haven't 
adjusted to a manufacturer role. They might do now they've had the, the yeah. debut season and dabble the toe and see how it can go. Yeah. I think they might do. I think we'll see more manufacturers come in in the hybrid era where they can start pushing. Most definitely. Yeah, I think you're right there. I'd love to see Nissan back. Yeah, I think we might see you know, a Nissan back yeah. in the championship or, you know... Uh, so, certainly more of those Japanese brands who we know run hybrid quite well. Quite well. Although I know that we will be running Cosworth and M Sport I running think, gear. That is, I think we might see Lexus back in the championship. Yeah, oh, that, that's good. that's a pod for another day. It is. Moving on to manufacturers again, BMW commanding lead at the top, six hundred ninety six to Honda's uh, six four eight. Toyota effectively out of it at three four four. I mean, they're not going to be winning it. They don't expect to have only one no. car. No. They need. The thing is, if you double that. <laughs> if you have yeah, no, a second driver I mean that's very crude maths but I mean you have the second driver you double that they 688 and they're yeah. right in it they're right in it aren't they yeah so I think Toyota need to get that second driver on board yeah and I think it's everything I think nearly all the fans on that keep up with the British touring cars would like to see that as well to have more and more manufacturers competing at the top end obviously we've only got five cars here yeah, and you want to see more. Obviously, yeah, we lost Astra at the start of the season because they pulled out um, with PMR. But going into next season, hopefully they'll be back. We'll have more manufacturers, and that will gradually get the ball rolling. I wonder if Infinity might come in as an actual manufacturer backing next year. Possible, because Possible. obviously Sutton's got experience of running a manufacturer back car of Subaru. Yep. Um, again, I kind of say well, you might not want to come into it straight off the bat. I mm. don't think PMR Vauxhall came straight in off, straight into it off the bat. No, Vauxhall then came into yeah. it. Um, so I think we might see as these cars work, perhaps Hyundai or Infinity move into manufacturer backing next year. Perhaps um, again, I don't plan to spend too much time on this because I think it's fairly cut and dry. I don't see anything other than BMW on this. You, you're wincing. I think this is going to be closer than the teams. Yes. Um, because obviously there is only the five cars in it and you, you're always going to score points in this effectively. So the points difference isn't that great, but if you have Oliphant finishing bottom of those five or Turkington finishing fourth and fifth with those and the two Hondas out front of the manufacturers, then it, it could tighten up quite quickly. Yeah, but I come back to but my I think the gap is too big. Yeah, yes. I come back to my comment that Turkington and Cambridge will score about the same. Yeah. Ingram will probably out- Should do. Yeah, Ingram will probably outscore Oliphant, who'll probably outscore Neil, so I don't see Honda being able to make up the yep. the gap. So no, BMW for me. Okay. Should we go to the big one then? We'll move on to the big one. Um, the driver's title, obviously, running into the pen- final round now. Um, and Alan Gow has made it interesting, hasn't he? Not on purpose, I have to say that. <laughs> Well, as usual, it's gone down to the wire. I, ca- I can't remember the last time it wasn't didn't go to the wire in the beach. It's, it's been a long while. It's been a long while, hasn't it? Yeah. I really could, because even when Neil was dominating the Integra, it still went to Silverstone on the final day in 2006, mm. and Plato was still within half a shell until this drive shaft snaps and him, Thompson, and Jordan crash into a concrete wall. You like to bring that up, don't you? It was my first proper touring car event. It was like, <laughs> this is great, until the air that ambulance lands to take Mike Jordan away. I mean, yeah. It's like, Dad, why is the helicopter here? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going down to the final wire. There are effectively five drivers in it. Four drivers in it. Is my maths that bad? 
Yes, my maths is that bad. No, you're right, it is that bad. <laughs> it, okay. yeah, it's four, four drivers in it. Um, obviously, Turkington had a monumental weekend at Snetterton um, and took the most points that we've seen any driver take in a single weekend this season um, to boost him to the top of the championship with 309 points. Sutton is nine points back on a nice round 300. Dan Camish is slightly further back on 284. And then Ingram is right on the verge of being a proper challenger, being back on 275. Ingram is, for me, out of the contention. That's, it kills a, me to say it. It's a big margin, isn't it? Yeah, it kills me to say it. I know he goes well here. I mean, but I just don't... I can't see him going better, better than everyone else. I mean, this time last year, I noticed this time out in the car, so that's slightly problematic. It was a 13th, a 5th and a 10th. Um, Still not bad for a first outing in a in a brand new car, is it? No, but then at the end of the season it was a twenty first, sorry, twenty third, a twenty second, and a seventh. So mm. that wasn't great. Obviously, this season he looked good, but then had problems. So he had a, a fourth, a second, and a retirement. He got hit on the final uh, lap, sorry, of the final race. Yep. Um, I uh, I just for me he's going to have to win what two straight off the bat. At least he, he's going to have to have a Turkington weekend like last time out. And yeah. he's going to have to get at least those 60 points. I mean, if he, he gets 60 points there, it puts him to, what, 335, which is less than 30 ahead of Turkington now. And that's without Turkington scoring. Mm-hmm. I think it is, it is very unlikely, although the, the opportunities are there, of course. The only thing I would say that might go in his favour is if it is wet. Yes. We know that Ingram is... <laughs> I say that normally I say that's right, but you look at the, th- the four drives that are in it. He's also up against two very strong wet drives in Camish and Sutton. I, I was mean. just about to mention that, that Camish last season in the wet at Brands made that astonishing move at Paddock Hill, didn't he? I don't forget Sutton's win at Brands last year in the wet as well, where he yeah. just stonked a victory. Yes, so, he did. I mean, and in a car that was effectively a barge, <laughs> that might be why. But I mean, yeah. So I, I think as much as it kills me to say it, because we, we, we know we're both big fans of Tom Ingram. Just don't see it. And Camish, if he does do it, he's going to have to have the perfect weekend for me. I don't see Camish doing it either. I think it's a two mm. horse race. I know mathematically it's four, in the same way mathematically last year Josh Cook had a chance, but I, <laughs> I, I just don't see the, how those two can turn the swing. Both need to have better weekends at Snetterton. Qualifying, I think, will be pivotal. Tom would have less weight. Tom has the least amount of weight, yes. Ash, as we know, is very black and white with qualifying. He's either on the first two rows or back in 14th or 15th. It's going to be which cold. Which could make it very difficult. Um, yes, it's going to be cold, which means those rear-wheel drive cars are going to struggle for front-end tyre warm-up, especially at Brands, where there are a few corners. And it's such a short lap as well. Such a short lap. They're going to probably take six or seven laps to get their tyres up to temperature. They could well do. Which could be even harder in the race conditions then as well. Yep. Um, Camish sitting pretty-ish nearly the least amount of weight goes well at Brands but it's a big point margin to make up isn't it? I think it's too big a point margin to make up I just I just don't really see how he does it Do do you think that that Neil is going to have any say in him moving forward? Depends what Neil turns up Well yeah what Neil we're going to get? We're going to get the Neil of of this track last year, who was very very good at this track last year. 
Uh, he obviously got a second, a fourth, and a thirteenth last season at this track. Or are we going to get the McNeil who turned up to the opening round of Brands, or sorry, the second opening round of Brands this year with retirement, retirement, and a sixth? It was <laughs> quite a good race to get from the back of the grid to sixth, I grant him. Yeah, and that that was all down down to the heat issues that Honda had at the start of the season. A couple of safety cars chucked in for good measure. So yeah. I don't. Out of the four, I'd like either Ingram or Cambridge to win it the most. Yeah. Which is annoying because I don't think either of them can. No. And I think that when we get to my. You win fifty pounds, you get it right. <laughs> Bet I don't think you go for either of those. No. So I think that tells you we need to know. Ash Sutton can win it. Nine points is nothing. Nine points is absolutely nothing in this game because that, that's a that's two places. That's nothing. Yeah. So um, it really is for me those two drivers. He won't be sat there too too worried about being nine points back. Um, because he knows full well that that he, if he just leads a lap and gets fastest lap, that's two down. Yeah. So you know. He will not be worrying about nine points at this stage. I don't think he'd even be worrying about nine points going if it was the final race of the year because it can change on oh, a six. Yeah. But, so, but I think it does depend on what Ash turns up, and he's got to be very mentally headstrong this weekend not to allow his mind to wander back to Croft, where he made this silly move and would be leading the championship by a considerable margin if he'd done the numbers. Silverstone, where a similar he, thing happened. He, he's got to work out the, the right balance between risk and reward yes. for this weekend. Because if he wants the biggest reward, at some points he's got to sit back and play that game that Turkington's been playing for the last however many seasons and going, right, if I get this amount of points in this race, then I need to move forward or I can stay where I am for the next race. He, he's not in the position that Ingram is he doesn't need to no. fight for every single position not at all until it gets to race three five laps to go yeah. then then I, then I understand if he makes a move it doesn't come off you go well he had no choice left that was yeah. do or die it's not do or die at the moment and I mean even, even if he stays just in front of Turkington or keeps him in and around his vicinity then he's in with a good chance mm-hmm. let's say nine, nine points is nothing the, the reverse grid at the end of the day and which ball gets pulled out could have a huge impact on where the championship goes. Yeah, massively so. Yeah. Massively so. Because if you miss on miss out on that by one, your race is going to be completely different to how it could have been. I mean, you're almost, in a way, aren't you, better off letting your title rival win race two. You finish fourth, fifth, and then get further up the grid. I was going to say, if you finish sixth in race two... So I, if I was certain, I'd be looking to get as high up in race one, yep. score as many points as possible. Put the pressure on. Then I wouldn't be too bothered if I finished sixth in race two. Lowest of sixth in race two. Well, depending on where Colin, Colin is, because if he's yes. at the back of the grid yeah, yeah, yeah. for an accident with Matt Neal, <laughs> for argument's sake, <laughs> then Sutton needs to get first and first, and then it doesn't matter where he finishes for the race yeah. three as such, because he would have pulled 40 points out. Yeah. So let me move on to Colin. Colin will play the numbers, but Colin doesn't go as well here as the others. So if I give, I know that last season he when he opened up the championship here, it was a new car. Yes. A nineteenth, a fourteenth, and a fifth. So decent fight back through the field. It is. You'd expect that as weight goes on to cars without yeah. data. This Brands Hatch Grand Prix circuit last year, a fifth, a twenty-fifth, and a sixth. So not particularly solid but not spectacular fought his way back through the field in the final race as well yeah uh, this season Brands Hatch GP a second a first and a fifth yeah better 
But that is the GP circuit. And it's a GP circuit where there's more grip zones, there's more um, traction zones, there's yeah. more BMW power zones, like, or real drive power zones. Uh, another thing that, that could well come into it, depending how long the races are yep. this weekend, I think they're normally what, about 18, 18 laps around the short circuit. And there will be a safety car. Somebody will go off to the Druids, it always happens. Are, are we going to be looking at fighting through back markers as well? Mm-hmm. Because that, that could be really important to how well a driver can get past that and whether they're battling with other people for position while trying to get through Partic- slower drivers as you say you particularly don't want to be stuck in a battle pack in, no. in paddock hill bend or up to jurors because it's so easy just to get tabbed and turned around or even just pushed out of that, that train going yeah. up into druids and you're on the outside and you've got nowhere to no go to not slot back into, or you just dip the gravel on uh, paddock hill bend yep. yeah so I mean it's it's an exciting track brands for a track so small it is but the question is Sam you can win £50 if you get the, if you get this right uh, who are you going on I think I have to go with my head over my heart mm-hmm. um, because I'm a logical thinker as you know mm-hmm. um, and logically it says to me that Turkington will do in but I think it will be even closer on the points than it is at the moment. Interesting. You? <laughs> a gambler in me wants to say Camish because if it's wet and cold, yep. I can just see certain interpreters both struggling and Camish will take it by the scruff of the neck and yep. go. But that And it would be just desserts after last year. Yeah. But yeah. that's that is entirely dependent, I think, on if it's wet and cold. Yeah. Because if it's not wet and cold, if it's just cold, I don't think Camish has a chance. I think yeah. it has to be wet. And I'm not talking sprinkly wet, I'm talking proper wet. Proper wet. I'm talking yeah. Rivers. Yeah, rivers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking last year wet at Brands. Yeah. You know, it needs to come down hard for Camish to have a chance, I think. He could well do that. He could well do that. And I think that's something to say, if it's raining I'm going to give you a slightly convoluted answer as I as you probably come to expect from me if it's wet and cold Camish wins it okay if it's not wet and cold by much point two points yeah five points tops yeah yeah he's got to come back you know he's got a big margin to make up but if it's wet and cold I can see him taking race one or two like that yeah and then suddenly it's a different story yeah because you don't want to be fighting your way through the field if you're in a real drive car in the rain no that's the last well Sutton probably doesn't mind it so much but <laughs> Colin won't want to. If we're going to go dry, I'm going Ash Sutton. Okay. I think that car is so quick. It, it was is. quick here at the start of the season on the GP circuit. It's so quick and he's going to have nothing to lose. But as we've said before, the only person that can really beat Ash Sutton is himself. Yep. But I just, I don't know. I. He probably deserves it the most this yeah. season. I think so, and I think I don't. I just I think he'll do it. I think he'll get a thing hooked up and right. I think the fact he's going in with slightly less weight is actually a bit crucial. I think this is a track where weight does make a difference. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's Sutton. Sutton's gonna do it. Well, it's gonna be a fantastic end to the season as long as it goes ahead. Obviously, depends what comes out on Tuesday, uh, Thursday, courtesy of Mr. Johnson. I'm sure we'll get a lovely algorithm to work out who would have won it on points per. Yeah, yeah. Not, which will hand uh, Senna Proctor, <laughs> surprise winner of the 2020 Touring Car Championship. Uh, just a quick look back at the the driver standings. Who has surprised you so much so far this season? Good or bad surprise? Uh, let's go for a good surprise. Adam Morgan 
comfortably yeah. in the top ten. Comfortably yeah. in the top ten. He is, isn't he? That that is a surprise. And your your most underwhelming is it your championship hopeful? There's two. Yeah. There's three. There's three. We'll go first of all. Adam Moffat. He's a long way off the top ten. Yeah. For a driver who's got who when you see what Sutton's doing in the car. Yes, I know BMR have helped engineer that car. Yes, Sutton's a much more accomplished driver. But you look at the fact that they're side by side. You, you can make the same argument for Turkton and but an elephant. Yeah. Turk is a far better driver and you would probably imagine he gets first priority in the team of any upgrades or mm. tweaks or anything but, but Oliphant's done pretty damn well this year to yes. match it yeah he has uh, Moffat's nowhere near certain standard then of course my second bet well my second one will be yeah Tom Chilton who I had tipped for the title it's just <laughs> do you know what if you hadn't told me he was there I wouldn't have noticed him at a lot of weekends this year and that's not Tom Chilton he's normally in the action somewhere He's yeah, been very he, he's been fairly quiet, hasn't he? Um, and obviously, last time out, he had a few issues with the car um, and didn't actually score any points, which I don't think has helped him. But I don't think BTC as a team have been at the no, races this that. season. I'd agree with that. For for a team that last season we were thinking, okay, they've got one going into the final round of the season in a title challenge with Cook. Obviously, he missed out after the first race, um, and they were going into the Independence Team Championship looking to win it and this this year they've been right off the pace yeah I could absolutely agree with you entirely um, my other one I was going to mention it's slightly harsh because he's done well to turn it around it's, I expected Jake Hill to be a bit higher I mean look at the he's gone from yeah. you know it's you paper you, you can know. take two weekends out of his though can't no, you no no exactly I, I'm a surprise in the sense of I didn't expect the car to be that bad to begin with. Yeah, yeah it's not a reflection on Jake, who I think has raced very well this year. Although probably should have had a win somewhere along the line, but yep. that's by the by. Might get on at Brands anyway. But I just felt with the car where it was last year, I expected Hill to be a bit. I mean, to be behind Morgan is a surprise. Yeah. But obviously, I take what you say that you can take what fifty points out or add fifty points to what Hill has effectively. Yeah. Would you take him what sixth? In, sixth. Which would be where about I'd have thought he'd been at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, but as I say, yeah, that uh, that's not a reflection on Jake Hill. That's down to the fact that he had engines blow up. I don't think he scored a single point for the first two weekends. Did he? He, what, he, he certainly really struggled. Oh, he got he got a tenth of Brands and then had five non-finishes in opening in his opening um, six. Six. Yeah. And went on to get a podium at Alton, and since then has only had one non-points finish, which was at Thruxton. So yeah. where he had he spun across at the chicane, didn't he? So yeah. But I don't think that's his fault as such, so I will say my two, and if I had to pick one, it's Chilton. That was a very long answer for your question. Well, who's your bad surprise? Um, my bad surprise... Uh, ooh, um, I'd probably have to say it's between Chilton and Cook. Um, Cook, because, as I said, he was going in for a title challenge going into the final round of the season last year. And Chilton, because, I don't know, I've always expected a lot more from him. He's he's been a driver that has gone off to the World Touring Cars and done really well in that, but he's never quite risen to the top in the British Touring Cars. And I always think that he should have achieved more. Um, and my driver that has overachieved, yeah, alongside Morgan, is probably Oliphant. I've been pleased yeah. with how he's kicked on this season. Yeah, that's um, a fair comment. And he hasn't been too far off of Turkington. Yes, the points don't say that, but he has had some races where... He has been pretty dire, and those are the races where Turkington's capitalised. Uh, the only thing I'll say about Oliphant is, he, to me, he's a fairly easy overtake. Yeah. But I think that will come with learning 
mean, experience. This is only his third season in the touring cars, so yeah. let's cut a bit of slack on that part. Yeah. Um, the thing about Chilton, I think you're right. I think, I think I said going into the season, this will be his best chance to win the title. Mm. I don't think he'll win the title. The car hasn't lived up to it for I, me. No, but I think that car is now so far back. Mm. The likes of the BMW, the Infiniti, the Toyota. Yep. I just don't see how that can next year be be there. No, no. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear who you think are going to win the separate championships that are still up for grabs. Um, so if you'd like to leave a comment, don't forget to subscribe and also share it to all your friends and anyone you think that would like to listen to us to ramble on for half an hour. And people you don't think would like to listen <laughs> to us because all the listens count. <laughs> um, we will be back for a Brands Hatch preview pending... <laughs> what the uh, Mr Johnson says on Thursday um, and we hope you stay safe until then and we'll be back with you soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Goodbye. Cheers. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 